Welcome, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Psychor Water Cooler, the casual conversation podcast dedicated to covering all things related to Psychor, including product updates, full site builds, suggestions and insights, getting the most out of your Psychor investment, and more. I'm your host, John Price, Psychor Practice Director and MVP at AmericanEagle.com. Each year, Psychor honors the top contributors in the community by naming MVPs. Thousands of applicants need a way to apply, and that is through the channel of the Psychor MVP website. I am joined today by a few AmericanEagle.com team members who helped build this year's Psychor MVP website, helping streamline this application process. I am joined by Naeem Al, Ahmed Akor, and Josh Hover. Combined, they have nearly 30 years of Psychor experience between them. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks, John, for having us. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. Well, guys, your credentials and experience speak for themselves, and I think it's a huge honor um, that you guys were able to help build the Psychor MVP website. So let's hear from you. Josh, let's start with what you guys did this year for the Psychor MVP website. So we had a really exciting opportunity to work with Kamash over at Psychor, who helped manage and run the Psychor MVP program. And essentially, what we were tasked with was helping revamp a new MVP site, which had performance in mind and ease of use for submitting new applicants application through the application process. One of the other major tasks that we had under our belt was the new MVP search. So they were wanting a new improved way to not only viewer search MVPs that were current, but they also wanted a way that they could view MVP profiles, which is going to be part of the, the next wave. So those were the two biggest portions that we were tasked with, along with an Okta integration. So we as a team were able to regroup and manage this in a very agile fashion. That's great. I know Sitecore has made a large push to making sure that single sign-on is a huge part of their entire ecosystem. So tying that into the Sitecore MVP website seems extremely helpful to everyone. So you don't have to create a brand new profile just for that. So that's fantastic. And also, John, uh, like this year, like Sidecore wanted to have everyone to be able to submit their application without the invitation requirement that they had before. So this is like why the Octa, the, the Octa ID integration played a good role, role here. Uh, it allows anyone who has a Sidecore login to just submit their application. So that was the reason we also went Sidecore Octa ID. Fantastic. And I know with the MVP website, you know, there, there was a deadline, but you know, you guys also had the drive to build the MVP website with all some of the latest and greatest Psychor features, which is always interesting. So Ahmed or Naeem, I'd like to hear a little bit more from one of you guys on just some other features we built. Yeah, sure. So the, the main feature with the MVP website, it was built on Psychor ASD.NET SDK, ASD.NET Core SDK. So it was, Psychor was also, also using this as an example of how people can build their ASD.NET Core application uh, with a headless sidecore implementation. So it was, everything was kind of like new to us. We had to like learn how we implement any simple things that we used to do with the sidecore SSA. For example, how do you create a component? Now you have to learn how to do it with a headless approach. So that was definitely exciting and fun things to play with. Another thing, how do you do search? Like, you know, with sidecore CMS, you can just either like use Corvea or use the sidecore built-in capability for search. But you are working with ASP.NET headless core application, so you have to try to like research the different options that you have to do with GraphQL was one of the options we explored and it turned out to be like a very good choice for us to use. So yeah, we had just to learn about, like almost everything about everything that we had to learn about the headless development in this project. So it was definitely a fun project to work with. 
Yeah, I can add that uh, in addition to the .NET Core and headless features, uh, it was also built on Docker, which is uh, relatively new for Sitecore. And uh, it was really cool to start working on that one. I would like also to mention that the MVP site project is an open source, so it's open for the community members. Anyone can go and uh, contribute or see the code, which is, I believe, it's best practice. We were honored as an American Eagle team members to uh, participate this year, and we are planning to do more in the next year. Yeah, as you mentioned, John, uh, we had a, a little um, tight deadline as the Sitecore nominations were to be open on November as in each year. That was also a challenge in addition to learning the new technologies that the site has. As Ahmed mentioned, it was really challenging and fun to do. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like contains all the you know, best practices or like solutions to various problems that you might run when you have a headless implementation with, a, with Docker and ASV.NET Core. So I'm sure like if you just browse the code that you will see, you wouldn't like, you know, find all the documentation but things that we just have to discover on our own. Uh, this, uh, website. It's really good to see that, you know, Sitecore is building their own <laughs> sites and applications on the latest and greatest. Docker, you guys mentioned, fantastic and headless, obviously a huge route where Sitecore is going to be going. And the one thing I want to hit on, I think, Naim, you mentioned is the open source piece of it, right? You know, we discovered this opportunity by simply trying to figure out how we could get more involved with the Sitecore community and, you know, not just improve the chances of becoming Sitecore MVPs, but, you know, how could we get back to the community? So two things, name on that is, number one, individuals can continue co to contribute to this project, helping improve the Sitecore MVP website. It's definitely something that can continue to be iterated on. But also, if anyone's interested to see on how some of these latest and greatest technologies are implemented, since it is open source, someone could also go there and actually learn a little bit themselves. So just want to mention that as well. Yeah, exactly. Especially Okta integration, it's there how Sitecore work with Docker, it's there. All the new stuff, anyone can learn from it as its own point. So. Yeah, and like this to mention, it's fairly simple to like run on your environment if you have a Windows environment. So it runs on Docker, you like prerequisites, scripts, and then you can have the site up and running within an hour, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and the, the code base is available right through GitHub. So all you need to do is have a, a GitHub account, and then you can go ahead and pull down the latest code base and get your project up and running from there. Fantastic discussion to you guys. Any other features you guys would like to point out or anything else special about the Cycro MVP website this year you guys think is worth mentioning? I think we had a very unique opportunity to help streamline and improve the application process this year. And I think that the overall application experience being multi-step has definitely helped with that. We've broken it down into more composable components. And also your progress is saved throughout your your progress. So as you're stepping through each of those various phases of your application, it is actually saving. So if you need to come back at a later time, you're able to go back in and jump right back where you were at your application progress. And another thing you like someone can benefit from the MVP website is, uh, yeah, I mean, if someone is looking to see like how fast this ASV.NET Core application can be, uh, they can see that it is really fast and uh, they can even see it on the live website. And if they spin it up on the local, they can see the difference between a site or you know, something that's on SSA versus something that's on headless. So they can see like based on how fast this development can be and how fast your site. Yeah, just looking at the Google PageSpeed Insight score, scores a 94 on desktop, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. So 
definitely just browsing the website is extremely snappy having used it so thank you for making my experience great guys but it also scores really good on these website vital tools so kudos to you guys and josh great job on the front end development there it's worth mentioning that everyone is like looking into the headless approaches like you have two different approaches here like you can go with the asd.net core or like javascript and cycle is trying to make uh, like the headless layer as generic as possible so you can your headless website can be the same configuration from the Cypher CMS, but then your front-end website can just read your the layout service output there and just display it on the website. So um, the same features you get with the GSS, you know, hopefully like you get on the ASP.NET Core. There are some small features that they're still working on, but uh, overall should provide the same experience for you development-wise and user journey-wise. From development-wise, Ahmed, uh, you just mentioned something I would like to highlight that uh, it seems like with the headless, uh, the borders between the back-end and the front-end developers are really vague. We used to do some front-end JavaScript and at, at the same time, we use the back-end controllers and uh, this type of stuff. I think this is really interesting to see that there is no more... Uh, distinguish differences between the back end and the front end is really becoming more like a little from both worlds. What do you think? Yeah, you know, definitely that's like how the headless world is like basically like you you just have your content management in the system, you have your code mm -hmm. that runs runs that uh, content management, like you can read data from Sidecore directly, you can have your custom content resolver built on top of Sidecore CMS and then like whatever front-end framework you, you want to use, whether it's an ASP.NET Core or JSS, uh, that's a different, the team that runs that can be a different team. They just they don't really need to have a soccer uh, development scale. They just need to understand how the layout service works and how to consume the APIs from Sidecore. And then they, if they have the skill set of, uh, you know, a JS, a JavaScript libraries and, you know, React is Angular and Vue is the most popular out there, most front-end developers understand this framework and if they have knowledge of that and they kind of like understand how Cypress same uh, headless works uh, they can just start working on it without you know bugging Cypress same as developers but like you know it just speeds the process of finishing the website life cycle yeah these new development frameworks open up who can develop on Cycore definitely requires less inherent knowledge on the platform which is great and really, really moving towards front-end development. So with that said, it's probably safe to assume, especially with some of these product acquisitions, the Cycle MVP process is just going to become that much more competitive, which is why we urge everyone who's interested in becoming an MVP to definitely contribute to the community with helping with projects like this. I think you're right. Like anyone who wants to increase their chances of learning more about Cycle Headless, and, you know, it's the path that we're going, everyone's going to go anyway they want to increase the chances about getting the MVP or like getting more contributions contributions back to the community. That's a great way to do that as well. Uh, it's open source. Like you can just pull the repository down, look into it, and you know, ask the team if you want to contribute back to your code changes. Yeah, I, I would echo that as well. That MVP program is really about community involvement and how you can help contribute your knowledge to the community whether it's supporting others or the, the investment. I would say that we do maintain a, an active board of all features that are available that are currently in need of being built. So once you're in the, the GitHub environment, you're able to see those. And if there's features that you feel confident or comfortable in building out or working on, 
please feel free to, to help contribute to the community. Yeah, I would agree with Josh. And you, you don't need to have a lot of time to contribute. It's enough if you can do one task or two, depending on your free time. So you can feel free, please, to to try to pull any of these tickets and um, you can start work on it. And we have issues posted on the, on the GitHub account. So if you don't want to like work on a big task, there are small issues that you can help with as well. Bug fixing, stuff like this. Bug fixing. Awesome. Well, guys, I really appreciate you for swinging by the Psychor water cooler today. The entire community greatly appreciates what you did with this new Psychor MVP website. And for those that want to check it out, it is mvp.psychor.com. I wish you the best of luck on your Psychor MVP applications this year. We hope to have you all on again soon. Thank you. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks again to Naeem Al, Ahmed Okor, and Josh Hover for joining us today on the Psychor Water Cooler Podcast, a casual conversation between colleagues and peers centered around all things Psychor. I'm your host, John Price, and until the next time we meet at the Water Cooler, be sure to subscribe to the Psychor Water Cooler Podcast today wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios, with special thanks to executive producers Renee Nelson, Julia Klepich, and Demita Menezes.